Hello and welcome back to the Black Darkness Podcast. I'm Stephen, your friendly neighborhood anesthesiologist. We're going to continue with our theme for Black History Month and look at some other literature, books, resources that shed light on our country's history of discrimination and racism in the healthcare system. Last week, I discussed uh, the immortal life of Henrietta Lacks and told her story. This week, I'm going to give an overview or a summary of the book Medical Apartheid, which is absolutely a must-read to learn the, the just terrible, disturbing history of the healthcare system as it relates to African Americans. In this book, Medical Apartheid, Harriet A. Washington, the author, argues and, and shows that medical experiments have been performed on African Americans for centuries, and this abuse is not limited to a few isolated incidents. The purpose of her book is to expose the long history of exploitation so that it can be corrected by bridging the gaps between white and black health profiles in America. Her goal was achieved and she actually won the National Book Critics Circle Award for general nonfiction back in 2006 because of this groundbreaking examination of American healthcare. The book is broken down into three different parts, and part one of Medical Apartheid focuses on the historic treatment of African Americans. She argues that blacks have been unfairly treated by American doctors since the very birth of the United States. In chapter one, Washington describes the general culture of healthcare in the antebellum South, explores how medical treatment of slaves rested solely in the hands of slave owners. And in order to justify slavery, scientists claimed that black people naturally lacked physical and mental prowess and required supervision from white slave owners to survive. This was a set for beliefs known as scientific racism, uh, a grounding of race within the scientific culture. Chapter two of this book goes on to explore how Southern surgeons developed many medical advances through abusive experimentation on slaves. This includes uh, Marion Sims, who was the quote-unquote father of uh, obstetrics and gynecology. He repeatedly operated on groups of female slaves without their consent and without anesthetics. This is particularly gruesome to myself to, to read about as an anesthesiologist, and this book does go into detail, which is disturbing, but it is necessary and and important for people to understand what the history is for Black Americans in the healthcare system. In Chapter 3, it focuses on the sideshow exhibitions of Black people, arguing that such displays help popularize these theories and ideas about scientific racism. These exhibitions helped prove the point that Blacks were subhuman and just a step above animals. In chapter four of this book, it really delves deep into eugenics, which is a movement based upon hereditarianism, which seeks to improve humanity through selective breeding. The field of eugenics relies heavily upon scientific racism. So you see how, how this continues to build this theme. And eugenics is often supported by major American thinkers. This included people like Alexander Graham Bell, Henry Ford, John Harvey Kellogg, George Eastman, um, and even Harry Houdini. Uh, as part of his argument against eugenics, Washington, the author, highlights its role in influencing Nazi practices during World War II. 
In the 19th century, many doctors learned how to operate by practicing on black bodies, and black cadavers were also used for dissections and autopsies. This was because in some places it was illegal to dissect white bodies without a license from the state medical board. In addition, poor blacks who died of syphilis were often used as subjects for studies without their consent or knowledge that they had syphilis. These were not isolated events, but rather part of a continuous pattern of neglecting black people's health issues by the medical establishment. Does that sound familiar? Part two of this book focuses on various 20th century instances of abuse. This uh, part centers around the vulnerable subjects, such as children and prisoners. Um, Fast forward to chapter eight of this book, where it discusses the history of birth control programs that targeted African-Americans due, again, to these racist beliefs about their genetic inferiority. In chapter nine of this book, it describes a number of radiation experiments that were performed upon black bodies without their knowledge. Patients would come in to be treated and little did they know they were being exposed to radiation. And this happened in the not too distant past. In chapter 10, there is discussions on prison experiments and how prisoners were manipulated into agreeing to be research subjects despite not knowing what they were getting themselves into. Again, raises issues about true informed consent and autonomy. Chapter 11 of this book focuses on experiments on black children who are portrayed as naturally aggressive criminals when young. That is true even for today, where African-American children are are vilified and viewed as older than they appear, aggressive, violent, and this directly translates to how we are treated in our actions with law enforcement and and other organizations. Part three of this book describes how cutting-edge medical developments may impact African-Americans. So DNA testing has freed many black people who were falsely imprisoned, but the author notes that the growth of governmental genetic databases may grant police a new means to unfairly target black people. Medical devices such as artificial hearts and blood tests, they're tested on black subjects even though they can't afford them when they're approved for the marketplace. It's perfectly okay to use them in research and development of these devices and tests. The book wraps up by exploring the history of bioterrorism that targets blacks, uh, which includes uh, apartheid out of South Africa and their attempts to create a biological weapon that only affects black black people, uh, as opposed to America's program, uh, the Mark Naomi program, in which Africans were infected with diseases like the Marburg virus without their knowledge or consent. In the epilogue of this book, they look at the contemporary climate of medical research. The author states her beliefs that most experiments are ethical and beneficial to society these days. However, she also warns that we must be careful when considering participation in these studies because there is still a chance for abuse. To ensure this doesn't happen again, the author suggests banning exceptions to informed consent and requiring researchers to follow the same standards no matter where they're conducting their studies. I highly, highly, highly recommend picking up this book. Um, A bit of a warning, the things you read in this book are going to be shocking and disturbing. It's, It's terrible to see, terrible to think about, terrible to know that these things happened in our country to people. Knowing the history and where we came from 
can help us in the future. So as we're dealing with right now, this COVID-19 vaccine that's being distributed, vaccine hesitancy among African-Americans and other communities of color, we realize that there is an absolutely legitimate reason for this distrust. And it is the responsibility of the medical industry and the healthcare system to regain and earn the trust of these populations that have been victimized by these organizations. Thank you again for joining us on Ethically Sourced. I truly hope that by getting into these different issues, we can all look at our, at our own practices and see what we need to improve upon to ensure we're providing equitable care to all of our patients. Tune in next week where we'll be looking at another book that is instrumental in influencing the history of the Black experience with healthcare.